0: What's up? Yeah! You're listening to the Culture State podcast. Get ready. Woo! All right. Monday night raw was this week in Raleigh, North Carolina. Yeah, Dennis but. Cox and I were there. Uh, we had really good seats. It was called yeah. the best Monday Night Raw in a year. Yeah. <laughs> by a lot of folks online.
1: That's the buzz going online right now, Chris. And speaking of those seats, yeah. thank you for them. I really do appreciate that. Oh, no problem, sir.
0: This this mic right here was a great birthday present from you to me, and that was a birthday present to you for me. So, uh, you know, it's this is what we do around here, man. Culture state, take care care of of each each other. other.
1: Exactly, (laughs) we do around here. But raw was a great time, and it definitely got it's gotten some national buzz. You know what you're talking about, and one of the best live shows. Again, there haven't been live crowds in wrestling for a while, obviously because of the pandemic, but. They've been on the road now for a couple of months, and mm-hmm. this was one of the better shows that they've put together in a long time. It just happened to be right here in Raleigh, right here in Raleigh, North Carolina.
0: And and it seems like, and here's something else that wasn't lost on me as well. Mm-hmm. Um, if you watch Monday Night Raw, uh, if you watch uh, SmackDown, SmackDown has the blue ropes. Raw has the red ropes. They had yeah. the white ropes for this. Yeah, And, and it looks like that they're going to start getting back to the idea of maybe having more movement between shows Mm -hmm. you know maybe there will be certain you know show specific folks but then there'll be some folks that can go between shows and so uh, that was something small that i noticed watching um them going from the red ropes to the white ropes which lets me know that they're probably going to have a little bit more movement coming up here soon so um but it was a it was a great show had a chance to see was a lot of North Carolina connections there. We saw Cedric Alexander uh, early on doing uh, main event. Uh, we saw Charlotte Flair; she was there. Uh, who's gonna you're gonna hear from in just a second. And we heard last week's guest, friend of the program, yeah, Jeff Hardy. He was there as well. So uh, a lot of North Carolina happening in that show last night.
1: And there's just a lot of deep history, not only just wrestling in North Carolina, which we talked about, but specifically in Raleigh. Mm-hmm. Our guest last week. The first ever TLC match with the Hardy Boys was right at PNC Arena, uh, where you stand for your newscasts every single night in WRL Studios on Western Boulevard. Ric Flair, the father of our guest, Charlotte Flair, had his, his feud with Ricky Steamboat start right in that studio, which is one of the most known feuds in professional wrestling history. started right where you are. And it's also right down the road from Dorton Arena, which used to be the place to go to for indoor <laughs> events in Raleigh before PNC Arena was built. So there's so much history of just professional wrestling and entertainment that has taken place right here in the capital city.
0: And, and just in general, though, like we, we talked about that feud starting there at wrL mm-hmm. WREL is one of the more famous studios yeah. that wrestling was was uh, taped in, mm-hmm. uh, especially when it comes down to uh, the, the mid-Atlantic wrestling that was taped there. Um, You know, it it was it was a favorite. And so it was uh, just one of those places uh, that has a lot of memories for a lot of people. When I uh, announced that I had the job at WRL, that was one of the first things that people said to me was like, man, I went there growing up as a kid to go to wrestling events. Yeah. Or I used to watch wrestling events at WRL wishing I could be there. Uh, So there's a there's a lot of history in Raleigh in general and then, you know, with the place we're at. And one thing I, I, I think is interesting as well, still talking about wrestling, but getting off of the history, but maybe this will be a part of the history, is Dennis Cox trolling teenage girls at wrestling events. Okay. I wish you guys okay. could have been there right. with no. <laughs> the teenage girls Great. cheering Great. for certain people, and Dennis Cox is, is there talking mess to them. Okay, <laughs> Yeah, this is what you get. Okay. All right. <laughs> the person First you're cheering all, for sucks.
1: <laughs> they were cheering for one female wrestler. The same female wrestler you were cheering for, and I yeah. just happened to like the other opponent better, so I was cheering for her. So yeah, and guess who won? My favorite wrestler did.
0: And you put it in their face, and these are just teenage yeah, girls. I did. And this is in and your this, face. It, you went against these teenage girls so hard, man. Like it's just you it's like, <laughs> like uh, you worst. really are turning into a heel. You like you are a heel now straight up.
1: Whatever. Not, not everyone can be the hero, Chris. <laughs> not everyone can be the hero. Oh my gosh.
0: No, but it it was it was, it was a fun time, but it's also fun to see this guy um, you know, <laughs> become the adversary of teenage girls during the wrestling event. Uh, but we did see Charlotte Flair. She is the daughter of Rick Flair, um amazing pro wrestler. Um she is currently 11 times a women's yeah. champion is that right 11 times yeah, sounds about right um her dad was uh famously known to be a 16-time world champion mm-hmm. she's only five away from him she's only five away and uh you know she's doing things in the ring that rick flair probably could never dream of doing oh yeah um and she's doing it while elevating women's wrestling from mm-hmm. the bathroom break to the main event in most cases. Oh, yeah. Uh, for WWE right now so uh, enjoyed having this time you're gonna hear references in this interview towards Monday this was taped before Monday Night Raw uh, actually happened uh, on September 20th but you know there's still a lot that is still timely and you know her journey learning about her and, and just different things and how she got to this level and just her love also for the state of North Carolina since she grew up in Charlotte North Carolina
1: well let's not wait further Chris Charlotte Flair, right after this.
0: Monday Night Raw on Monday, the twentieth, Raleigh, North Carolina, and somebody who knows Raleigh, North Carolina very well, uh, Charlotte Flair. First off, I just have to say, uh, props to you. Uh, I'm a fellow Aries. I'm April tenth, nineteen eighty six. So you know, we're you know, Aries people are just like really cool people. So I know that you're <laughs> a good person, and you're from North Carolina. It's just, it's just icing yep. on the cake. Right <laughs>
2: I post my horoscope uh sign or um like Aries traits all the time on my Instagram so people can understand me better.
0: <laughs> exactly. I I feel like I already understand you. I, I want to yeah. ask a, a a little bit about your time um in in Raleigh uh going yeah. to NC State are, are you do you identify more as a Mountaineer more as a as a wolf pack a little bit of both?
2: I guess a little bit of both. Okay. Yeah. I I mean maybe a little more of a mountaineer because I was able to enjoy um, the sports scene a little more at app and it was my freshman year was the first year app had won the national championship for the 2a or the oh. 2A for the football team mm-hmm. so it really felt like that or I felt that mountaineer pride but um I grew up going to NC State for camps and um, I mean so I really I mean, I think I just got to enjoy the college life more when I was at app and NC state. I was just like finishing up school.
0: What you. was it yeah, like- you, you're beating up on my UNCG Spartans uh, while you're at Appalachian state too.
2: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to ask, what was it like
1: uh, playing in Boone? What was it like playing at app state in volleyball that is?
2: Um, it was awesome. Um, I, I mean, my best friend who graduated two years before me, Uh, he was from Charlotte, actually ended up going on a full ride to Tennessee. And then the year I was recruited and went in as a freshman, she had blown out her knee and left Tennessee to come play with me at App. Um, Because Tennessee, I think, was like top five. Mm. App was like, what, top 75? So that freshman and sophomore year there with my best friend was just – We just had so much fun. Like it was like it was like back like when we were playing club in high school. We didn't go to the same school. Our schools played each other and we were super competitive with each other. But um it was like club again. Uh it was awesome.
0: So so you will be uh in in Raleigh on uh on Monday. And um I wanna I want to know what are some of your favorite memories from either you personally wrestling in North Carolina or either growing up watching wrestling uh in North Carolina. Um, you know, when you come to the state and you get a chance to get into the ring, what, what are some of the best memories that go through your head?
2: So when I think of Raleigh, I think of when my dad had a ladder match with edge hmm. and I brought, um, some of my teammates with me to watch him, um, my freshman year or was that, yeah, it was my friend. It was either my freshman or sophomore. No, it was my freshman. Cause I, we were able to go. So we must've not been in season. Um, so, yeah, that was a big night for him in Raleigh. But I guess as a whole in North Carolina, when I won the SmackDown Women's Championship yeah. um, from Natty and Charlotte. But I feel like wherever I go in North Carolina, it, it feels like Flair Country. So, I, I mean, you could be in any city and it's special.
0: Exactly. <laughs> yeah.
2: Yeah. For sure.
1: It's actually it's interesting uh, where where Chris does his uh, new his cast every single night at WREL stu- studios is where your father's feud with Ricky Steamboat actually started.
0: Yeah, uh, it's,
1: it's amazing how it all ties together. Uh, speaking of your of your dad, obviously you carry the Flair name, but your work stands for itself. How important was for you to make sure that you made a name for yourself as Charlotte, not just the daughter of Ric Flair?
2: I feel like I'm still trying to do that. <laughs> Um, I think anyone who watches the product, you know, knows I stand alone, but I feel like my dad is such an icon and has crossed over to pop culture and is still relevant to this day for his larger than life personality that if you're not really familiar with the product and you hear he has a daughter that wrestles as well, you might not know just that I'm better than him. So I'm just i like constantly going to have that. Like, I hope one day, you know, it is Charlotte's dad. Because I do feel like if you're not familiar with the industry, it is very easy just to go, oh, Ric Flair's daughter wrestles. But they have no idea the impact that I've had on the industry as a whole, as a woman. Um, in terms of gender equality, because no one was like, oh man, she was a good wrestler for a woman. They're like, oh, she's good regardless.
0: And And your dad never did moonsaults off the top rope to the outside to a bunch of people either. Uh, Probably one of the more impressive moonsaults in the business for sure.
2: Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: I wanted to uh talk to you a little bit more about uh I guess getting your start in in wrestling. Um I wrestled just for like a little cup of coffee at CWF Mid-Atlantic and yep. wrestled with uh Trevor Lee and, and and No Way Jose and those guys. Um and, and around those times I got a chance to be around Lodi a lot. And I know he was the guy that really got uh you started as far as your your training. What was it like in the in the early days of just beginning the first roll arounds and bumps?
2: So I was just with Lodi like maybe four times
0: okay okay that's
2: how many times i was in a ring before reporting to nxt
0: oh wow it was me
2: my little brother Lodi, and my dad okay so it wasn't it wasn't like a year of training it was a couple sessions and i ended up breaking my nose the sunset flip with Lodi. so i was like oh i'm not doing this (laughs) (laughs) but i reported like a couple weeks later so yeah um Lodi's awesome. Uh, But at that time I had no idea what was happening, like just clueless. Totally clueless. I don't even think I took a bump (laughs) when I was with him in the practice ring at high spot in Charlotte.
1: So you're talking about going down to NXT, then obviously where you are now on the, on the main roster, women's champion, of raw. So. Question is: What is next in the evolution of Charlotte Flair? What is next for you? Like, who who who's out there that you want to wrestle that you, you know might be a good contender for you?
2: Oh man, um, well, I think SmackDown now has a new crop of women. So after the draft, the WWE draft, if and when we have one, um, I'll be looking forward to mixing that. I've had the opportunity to work with Rhea. Um, she's amazing. I've never worked. Well, I mean, I've I've worked with Bianca, but not on Raw, or SmackDown at NXT one time. So, I think it's just getting those reps with the newer girls that have come up. Like I know there's Shotzi, uh, Tegan, not T. Um, yeah, isn't it Tegan?
0: Yeah, Tegan Knox. Tegan
2: Knox. Um and a few other girls that are just you know waiting that I don't even think they've announced that are uh, they're bringing the SmackDown. So it's just getting in the ring with them on Raw or SmackDown and going from there. Cause you never know when you get there, either you sink or you swim. Right.
0: You've had a chance to, as you said, uh, be in the ring with so many great uh, female athletes, but then also like you've been on the forefront of uh, women's the women's evolution in wrestling and there's been plenty of times uh in the last you know three four years where um the charlotte flair match or the becky lynch match or the bianca belair match or the sasha banks match is the best match of the night um do you feel like uh women still don't get their just due as pro wrestlers um right now uh, in the industry what how far do we still need to go
2: no because when raw went back live in front of live audiences i was the main event four weeks in a row in the storyline with nikki ash which people i mean didn't really say anything like we're main eventing raw right now and we're just now back and no one's going oh wow they're in the main event it's just it's just it's normalized so if someone has the better story sure, they're going to get more screen time, but I believe the better story gets more attention. Mm -hmm. So wherever that, you know, takes us, but no one's going, Oh, yeah, but I main evented four weeks in a row. Like, I think it's completely normalized. It's just catching fire with a storyline that, you know, deserves that spot. So in
1: the ring, when you are you're talking about getting reps with some different people. How do if you can take us behind the scenes a little bit, how do you actually continue to train now that you're back out on the road to make sure that your body is where it needs to be to put on these continuous four or five star matches?
2: Um, I think once you get to a certain level, you don't, uh, if you want to learn a new move, maybe you'll go train, but now I'm wrestling. Saturday, Sunday, Monday, sometimes Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday. Mm. So it's, I, I feel like I'm more crisp than ever. Mm. Um, but if I want to learn a new move, maybe on my off day, I'll go to a ring practice. But in terms of, you know, reps, I'm getting a lot right now.
0: Yeah, that's awesome. Um, it, it's 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 been amazing to to watch everything. Uh, also, another thing that I'm a, I'm a big fan of are the robes. Uh, <laughs> tell me, like, how, how much are you spending per robe? I mean, those you got to be dropping some cash on those. Things.
2: I'm gonna be working forever, <laughs> <laughs> or just have to sell them one day.
0: <laughs> I'm sure you could make a lot of money if if you oh, sold yeah. them in in autographs, and people would definitely want those.
2: God, why did you give me such an expensive gimmick? <laughs> like, oh. I guess you really have it. to
0: have to live the part then.
2: No, it's really worth it because I feel when you invest in yourself, the fans feel that and see that.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: So it's just part of it, you know?
0: Yeah. <laughs> Do you so
2: signs? I'll just
0: assume that they, they cost a, a lot. they
2: are a lot. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. they are a lot.
1: And do you come up with the designs or do you have someone else that has input on making those?
2: Um, I just talk to my gear guys they're two guys and I kind of say, okay, I want this idea. And then they draw it up and we're like, yeah, let's do it. I give them the creative liberties to come up with what they think will look best.
0: I wonder, um, you know, with um, how, you know, how well you've been doing, have you reached the level of fandom to where it's it's tough to even go out and just have like a normal day? Um, go out to eat on an off day. It's it's a Wednesday and there's nothing to do. You just want to go out and have something to eat or go out to a bar, have something to drink. Is that is that tougher you have you reached that level to where you can't even do that anymore?
2: I feel like most people don't recognize me in person. Okay. <laughs> so I'm not I'm not walking around with the robe or peacock feathers or in makeup. <laughs> I have like a ponytail gym clothes on yeah i i do get a lot oh i know you're somebody or are you wow you work out a lot like i get that but i i can go way undercover way more than my dad because like his hair stands out everywhere but for me it's without all the i i just i usually i just usually get i know you're somebody who are you right or people okay. are just like super intimidated and then later i'll see a tweet oh my god i saw you at target <laughs> which uh <laughs> like oh yeah it's i can yeah
0: does it and does undercover. it ever
2: get,
0: does it ever get tiring when people go like woo to you or anything like that in the airport or anything
2: it's been my whole life Yeah, I'm so used to it. (laughs) There's no not phased anymore.
0: Got you. Well, we're excited definitely to see you uh, see you Monday. Dennis and I will definitely be uh, in attendance and me
2: too. uh, I'm excited.
0: Yeah. Raleigh is uh, is is always a special place uh, to watch some wrestling. Mm -hmm. Um, Is there a place that you have to visit uh, when you come back to Raleigh that maybe um, you went to back in college, your college days?
2: Usually I'm it's so fast. Like I'm in and out. Mm-hmm. But what I'm really excited about is I'm taking my nephew and my niece and my big brother on the whole loop with me. So I'm going North Charleston Saturday, Sunday, August, Georgia, Augusta, Georgia. Monday, Raleigh. So my niece and my nephew and my big brother will be with me the whole time. So I'm that's what I'm more excited about than anything. That's just awesome. having them with me. Yeah.
0: Well, awesome! Thank you so much for uh, for your time. Uh, we're excited to see you Monday, and uh, you're in a great program right now. Um, you know, with uh, Alexa Bliss, and we're excited to see where this goes. And uh, of course, uh, we know that you you ha- you are better in the ring, <laughs> and, and you stand on your own. I, I can definitely say that.
2: <laughs> Thanks, guys. I appreciate it.
0: We want to thank Charlotte Flair and WWE for uh, giving us some time and allowing her to uh, you know spend some time on a culture state podcast and, and, and this was uh, a really great and insightful interview um, you know you know it was interesting I always knew she went to Appalachian State but it was when um, this interview was set that I found out she spent some time at NC state I don't know how that that you know escaped me and that went past me but it's crazy that she's she's also a uh, part of the Wolfpack.
1: yeah. And yeah, she's got ties to both Eastern and Western parts of the state, which kind of, I, I kind of regret not asking the question. All right. Which, which barbecue do you prefer? Like, you know, the Eastern or Lexington style um, just because you've probably experienced both being, you know, where you're from uh, yeah. with the fact that you could tell her athleticism being a former college volleyball player when she was at app uh, it shows in the ring. She's one of the most naturally gifted athletes in the ring, male or female um, that's come across in the last 20 years easily.
0: Absolutely. I mean, you know, Ric Flair wasn't a bad athlete himself um, no, he before wasn't. before wrestling. You know, he was uh you know a football player. Um, so you know, it's 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 runs in the family. Um, you know, her brothers were also great athletes uh as well. Um, but you know, she probably got it a little bit better um than them. And it's showing right now. So she's uh, she's definitely doing her thing. And I wonder, you know, she told us uh right here on on the on the podcast that you know, she had family going with her on this loop. So yeah. I wonder how they uh, ended up liking everything and seeing her get to perform, you know, live in Raleigh.
1: One thing you did mention, Chris, before we played the interview here with Charlotte was how women's wrestling for a long time used to just be, OK, time to go use the bathroom, time to go <laughs> grab a drink, whatever it was. Now it's it's the main event. It's actually the oftentimes the must see show or must be part of the show. Um and she has been the forefront on some of the first ever matches that women have been a part of in WWE, such as Hell in a Cell matches or ladder matches, whatever it may be. She's been in those and has been the forefront of what they call the women's revolution. She's been one of the early people. I know AJ Lee was one of the first ones to do it, but it was her, Sasha Banks, Bayley, Becky Lynch. They were all part of that women's revolution that started in WWE seven, eight years ago um mm-hmm. and, and she's still at the forefront and she's a main eventer and there's no doubt about it um that she and what she's done she's main event at wrestlemania um and there's and there's reason for that and uh the way that they've built up women's wrestling it's just again it's not a bathroom break anymore
0: yeah dennis and it was cool to see also you know in that in Raw uh, that we went to, yeah, the segment where you were uh, trolling the teenage girls. But that was the, the women's match. And then it was the, the promo segment <laughs> with Charlotte and Alexa Bliss right after that. And so literally, like, you know, that's something that you wouldn't have done for on WWE Raw 10 years ago. Maybe not even maybe not even five years ago to have two separate women's programs go back to back. Yeah. on the show like that and that really shows how how much they've come up and it's not just women's wrestling anymore it isn't yeah. just you know ladies who look good who are you know you know dressed in, in small clothing or whatever it's not just that these women are actually out here you know really performing and doing a great job and then there was another women's match as well uh between Dewdrop drop and Eva marie
1: and we also had a women's tag team championship match as well. So there are four segments on the show that involved women's women's wrestling.
0: Well, that's what I was referring to first. Yeah. You know, the the women's. Uh, oh, wait a minute! I forgot about that. No, yeah, I was. I didn't talk about. So yeah, it was four. You're right. So
1: yeah. yeah, the tag team match, which is yeah. which is awesome, and, and and what they do in the ring, it's no different than what the guys do. It, it really isn't. And, and as as a wrestling fan. We just want to see great wrestling, whether it's men or women. We just want to see great wrestling and great stories being told, and they do it as good as anyone.
0: Absolutely. I mean, if you've uh, seen some of the things that Sasha Banks and Bayley and, and Becky Lynch and Charlotte herself and uh, Bianca Belair even did down at NXT, and then also oh, yeah. what they've brought brought to the main roster, it's great. So uh, shout-outs to Charlotte Flair, shout-outs to the Women's Revolution in Pro Wrestling, and uh, also shout-outs to uh, WWE uh, for allowing us to do that interview. Uh, two great interviews back-to-back from WWE. Uh, something tells me you'll hear more from Culture State and WWE in the future. Just mine. Just, Just mine. Thank you guys for listening to the Culture State podcast. If you could, please rate us. Give us five stars. We highly appreciate that. And tell a friend to tell a friend to tell a friend to listen to the show.
1: Oh, and check us out Saturday mornings on 99.9 The Fan or WRL Sports Fan. 10 to noon live culture state Saturdays. We're on the air.
0: Yep, And it's a fun time as well. We'll see you there.
1: The culture state podcast, part of the capital broadcasting podcast network with new shows coming out every Wednesday, download and subscribe from wherever you get your podcasts, including the WREL sports fan app.